Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Well, let's pray before we get started this morning. Father, we come before you today and we just thank you for the opportunity just to gather here. We thank you for your Holy Spirit just speaking to us. Lord, we're here for you to do and to say and to speak to our hearts whatever you desire. And Father, we just thank you that whatever you speak to us, Lord, that we'll be faithful to not just hear it, but Father, we'll be faithful to do the things that you're speaking to us to do in this season. And as we do that, Father, I thank you that you promise us in your word that you will be faithful to cause our life to be blessed as a result of that. So we thank you for that today, for being here with us. In Jesus' name, everybody said big. Amen. Amen. Well, today's message title is called A Journey Back to Happiness. And today I'm going to share with you three things that I share with some friends not too long ago that came to me during a time where they just really needed to talk. And I share with them about three topics on a road back to happiness. One of them was on purpose. The second one was on pace, the life that we're living and how fast we're going. And the third thing was on peace. And so we're going to unpack those today a little bit with each one of those topics. But I wanted to start with sharing a story with you about a couple of friends of mine that came up to me and asked if they could talk because they were kind of going through a rough time in life. And this happened really a few weeks uh, apart from each other. One of them was 10 years older than me. One of them was 10 years younger than me. And both of them during that time, they're like, I just need to kind of get some stuff off my chest. I just need to vent a little bit. Have you guys ever been there before where you just need a friend to talk to? It's so important to have people like that in our lives. And both of them were kind of saying the same thing, but just in a slightly different way. They were talking about how they just, they felt kind of dissatisfied in life right now. And that life wasn't really shaping up exactly how they saw it shaping up. I know we've all been in that place where it's like life right now doesn't look like maybe exactly how I pictured it to look. And they were really just trying to get out of their heart and out of their soul how they were feeling in that moment. And they were just going through a tough time. And I told them, I said, you know what, I'm so glad that you came to talk to me about this. Not because I like bad news, right, but because I have been through a similar journey. And that's what I'm going to share with you today about the three things that I told them were the three things that... The Lord led me through in a journey back to happiness. But whenever they were sharing their heart with me and sharing what was on their mind with me during that time, really what I was hearing, if I just, I boiled it down and what they were trying to communicate was this, is that they were telling me, Ryan, I'm just not happy in life right now. I'm not happy with how things are going. I don't have a whole lot of joy in my life right now and and I need some help. I need to figure out where to go and what to do because I don't want to be like this anymore. And so I began to share with them the things that the Lord really walked me through because years before I was in that moment where I remember being busier than ever professionally, three young boys, so not a whole lot's changed right from that standpoint, but I've got three young boys, they're in sports, all this stuff's going on in life and life is just crazy busy. And it feels like you're being pulled in all these different directions But everything's going great on the outside. Professionally, things are going good. Family's good. All these things are good except one thing. I'm not good. 
because I'm trying to do everything I can to keep up with it. I'm trying to do everything I can to keep all the plates spinning and be a good man, be a good husband, be a good dad, be a good employee, be good at all these different things. I think a lot of you can probably relate to that today where you're just trying to be good at all the different hats that you're wearing in life. And that was me in that moment, but I still felt like I couldn't keep up. And so for me, I was like, I, I need to do something. I need to drink more coffee so I can keep up with the pace of the things. I need to have more energy because I feel like I, I am working all day and I'm coming home and I'm working. Maybe you've been in a season like that. It's just you feel like you wake up working, you go to bed working, you're just really busy. And so I said, okay, I, I need to do that, but I need to get better and more effective with my time. I need to figure out how can I set some goals to be all these things to all these people in life right now. And so I bought this course online, like how to have your best year, right? Have any of you guys ever done that before? Like this year is going to be better than last year. It's going to be different. And so I ask you all these questions to reflect on last year. And all of a sudden I realized I've not done a lot of reflection in my life lately. And it asks this question and it says, what makes you happy? And y'all, I looked at that question for way too long. Have you ever asked somebody a question before? And they take so long to answer, you kind of already know the answer. Like, okay, you don't have to say it. I, I get it. It took you way too long to answer that question. Well, that was the question that I was having with myself that day. I could not figure out what made me happy. I couldn't figure out what I needed to do to get joy back into my life. And I had to come to the place where I was going to be honest with myself and realize, yeah, maybe I'm not happy. I've got all these things going on around me professionally, family, all these things, I should be happy. And all these things are going great, but on the inside of me, things are not going so great in my life during that time. And I had to be honest with myself. And the times when we're honest with ourselves about where we're really at in life, that is the time where God can actually take us to the place where we need to be. But it takes us realizing that we need to slow down in life sometimes and realize that things aren't okay, like that they need to be. And so I remember not being able to answer that question, and I came to the realization I'm not happy. And I remember going into my living room, and I can see it right now. My wife is on the couch. I was sitting on the ottoman, and I just I had an honest moment with her. And I told her, I said, I don't want to live like this anymore, where I'm not happy. Like, I should be happy. All these things around me are going good. But I don't want life to be like this anymore. I want to be in a place in life where I'm, I'm enjoying things because I deserve that. My family deserves that. And that's where God wants me to be. So how in the world can I get there from where I'm at? And that was the beginning of it for me, realizing that, yes, I need to make some changes in my life so I can see God move me to a place where I'm happy again. And the second thing that happened to me a couple of weeks later was this that really just solidified the deal that I needed to make some changes to get back to a place of happiness. I'll never forget it. I was in a Wednesday night service over on our Lakeland campus. It was in our phase one years ago. And Pastor Joel was preaching. I don't remember what he was preaching about, but I remember he made a statement during that message that just hit me so hard. And it described me perfectly to the T. I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that, but those moments really stick with you. And he said during that service, he said, you know what? Sometimes you can be winning on the outside, but you can be losing on the inside. And there was not an altar call right then and there, but if there was, I felt like I needed to run down there because I'm like, you are talking exactly about me right now. 
That all these things out here on the surface are going so great, but inside I am struggling to be happy in my life right now. And after that, I told God, I'm ready to make a decision and have this journey back to happiness because I don't want to keep this routine that I'm living right now. I know you want me to be happy, and those that are closest to me deserve for me to be living that way as well. So God, what do I do? And he talked to me about three things in my life. The first one was on purpose, and that's where we're going to start today. But he led me to this scripture in John 15, 6, I'm going to share with you this morning. It says, I'm the vine and you're the branches, and he that abides in me and I in him the same brings forth much fruit. That's what God wants from all of us, is that we live a life that brings forth a lot of fruit. And he says, for without me, you can do nothing. And that was one of the areas that was tripping me up. But this is the part I really want us to look at. It says, but if a man abides not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and is withered. I want you to remember that word. And it says, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they're burned. But if you'll abide in me, on the flip side, God is saying, If you'll make the decision to abide in me and spend time with me, and my word abides in you, you'll ask whatever you want. It'll be done for you. The Father will be glorified, and you're going to bear much fruit, and people will know that you're my disciples. In that moment, I began to realize what one of my problems was that was keeping me from not being happy. In this story, Jesus is talking about how we're like a branch, and either we can be connected to him, And fruit can be produced from our life or we can get disconnected from God. And something takes place rather quickly when we are disconnected from the vine. And it uses the word withered. Now, I don't know if you've ever done any landscaping before. I'm not amazing at it at all. I'm actually pretty terrible at it. But I have cut some shrubs before and thrown them waiting for them to die. And what happens is this, is they don't die immediately, right? It takes some time for them to slowly dry up. They begin to wither It's usually not one day, it's not two days. Sometimes it even takes weeks for these things to really completely dry up before there's really no use for them anymore. The wood gets brittle and these things just wither up to a point where there's no more life in them. And as I read that scripture, I was like, that describes how I'm feeling right now perfectly. I feel like I have a withered soul. And God, I need you to bring me back to a place of happiness. And he led me to this scripture in Proverbs In 29.18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But on the flip side, he that keeps the law, happy is he. And I knew in that moment where I was emotional, I was frustrated, I was trying to head in the right direction, that God spoke to me through reading that scripture. And I realized that's it. I have disconnected from God's purpose. I've allowed God's purposes to dry up in my life and begin to wither up in my life to the point where now I'm feeling dissatisfied about what's going on. And I so long to get back to the place that I once was. And I realized that God wanted me to have more vision for my life. God wanted purpose for my life to be greater than ever before because I realized I had so much professional vision, but God was like, that's super important, Ryan, but you also need to have something That's just for you. You need to have some vision and some purpose that I put in your heart because I've got some things that I want you to do. And until you do those things, you'll never really feel fulfilled. Happiness will be hard to get to until we're doing the thing that we are made to do. And in my life, I realized this. I'm like, God, you're telling me where there's no vision. People perish. That sounds a lot like withering. 
And I realized that, okay, that's what's taking place in my life right now. I'm lacking vision. I'm lacking purpose. There's a withering that's taking place in my life. I'm drying up. God, what do I do with that? And that second part of the scripture says, he that keeps the law, or you could say somebody that has purpose and they have vision, happy is he. So I began to start to find a clue about what I needed to do in life and allow God to speak into my life in order to have happiness again. But then also in Proverbs 17, it says, A merry heart or a happy heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. I needed some medicine in my life during that time. And if you've ever not been feeling good and you take some medicine, what it's supposed to do is make you feel whole again. What it's supposed to do is make you feel healthy again. What it's supposed to do is help you get back to the place that you were when you were strong and you were vibrant. You had vitality to you where you could go and conquer the day and do whatever you needed to do to be your best you. And right here we see here, according to Scripture, that when our heart is happy and our heart is connected to the purpose of God and God is working in us and through us in our life, it says that we will be happy and it will be like a medicine to us. But if we have a broken spirit or a spirit that's disconnected from the purposes of God, it says that it literally dries the bones. And if you've been going through life right now, or you've been in a season, or you're in that season right now where you feel like you are dry, you feel like you are disconnected from the purpose of God, and you're trying to figure out why you're not happy like you used to be, a lot of times it can be connected directly to us and the purpose God has for us. And until we connect to the purpose God has for us and let him have that dream in our heart, and that's something that we're doing and we're pursuing, there is a dryness that hits our life. We're like that branch that after you cut it and you put it to the side, it's a slow fade. It doesn't die immediately. It doesn't die overnight. The leaves don't get brown immediately. The wood is still strong to begin with, but days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and it gets drier and drier and drier because it's been disconnected for so long. And when I looked at my life in that season and I was sharing with some of my friends what I was going through and how I came out of it, I told them this. I said, you know what? Happiness does not leave overnight. It's usually not one event or two events that take place that causes happiness to go out the window. Happiness generally leaks out slowly, But surely, just like those leaves, they don't turn brown overnight, but slowly but surely they begin to wither. And when we're disconnected from the purpose that God has for our lives, that withering takes place all the way until we get to a place where we wake up one day and we can't answer a question, what makes me happy? We can't communicate even with our own self to the place to say, am I happy in life? What are the things that actually make me happy in life? And I wanted to share with you three things I share with them that are signs you're not happy and you're not connected to the purpose that God has for you and living it out. The first one is this, is you're tired all the time. No matter what you do, you're tired all the time. I am an avid coffee drinker. I drink too much, to be honest with you. I go to Starbucks and they look at me when I place my order like, are you sure you need that much caffeine, sir? Or they say, oh, oh that's a lot. And I just kind of laugh. I'm like, yes, I do need that. Please, if you, could, <laughs> if you could give me that coffee. But during that time, I was going at such a pace in my life where I, I was trying to supplement having energy because I was tired all the time and I was trying to keep up and I wasn't happy all the while. 
And no matter how much coffee I drank or whatever I did to try to supplement or eat right or exercise or do all that kind of stuff, I was tired regardless. That's a sign that we're beginning to wither up and we've been disconnected from the purpose of God. Is that no matter what you do, you're still feeling tired and you're doing everything you know to do. We realize in that moment that it is not a natural problem, but it is a spiritual problem. And that true satisfaction and true purpose is only fulfilled when we stay connected to God. But the second thing that we see here that we know that we're not happy in life anymore is this. As we stop smiling. I know some of you are like, that's really simple. You know, I, I, I could have figured that out without coming to church today. But what we do a lot of times is this. As we go through life acting like we're happy, but we're really not, and we think that we have a good look on our face, when all the while is everybody can tell I'm not happy, and everybody can tell you you're not happy whenever you're dried up spiritually. The truth of the matter is, is about 97% of people are never going to be honest with us enough to be like, what's going on with your face? What's going on with you today? What's going on with you lately? Luckily, I had two friends in my life that told me I needed to fix my face and, act, and basically asked me, what's going on with you? They're like, you seem stressed out all the time. You seem worried. You don't seem happy. Are you okay? And when we're in that season, we're trying to have a journey back to happiness. That friend will ask one time and you'd be like, no, I'm good. And that friend will ask two times. You'd be like, no, no, I mean, things have been busy, but I'm good. But they ask that third time and then here comes the waterworks, right? Oh, gosh, everything's not good. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied in life. I need help. I need to get back to God. I need joy in my life again. That's a sign that we are not happy and we need to get back to that place that God wants us to. And the third way that you know that you're not happy in life right now is you just stop laughing. There's no joy about you. Even the things that used to be funny, used to make you laugh, and you see those things and you're around those people that always made you smile, always made you laugh, And you just kind of sit there and you just feel numb to it. That's a sign that you're not happy in life right now. And I had all three of those things happening to me. And I had to ask myself a question. And I want to ask it to you this morning. And that is this. Has purpose dried up in your life? Now, it doesn't matter how young or how old this can happen to any of us. Where we get so busy in life, so distracted in life. The days turn into weeks, turn into months, and we get drier and we get drier and drier because we've been disconnected from God's purpose. We've been disconnected from the vine, as John 15 tells us. And no matter what your answer is, whether you feel like, you know, I'm kind of there, or you feel like, no, I've been completely disconnected from purpose, and I don't feel happy in life right now, or maybe you're halfway full in the happiness tank, and you want to get the rest of the way. Even if you're on E when it comes to happiness, I share with my friends those days, there's two quick things that you can do to help get purpose back in your life so that happiness can return. The first one is this. According to that scripture in Proverbs, where there's no vision, we perish. But where there is vision, happy is that person. We have to dream again. To get purpose back in our life, we've got to dream again. We have got to take time out. And we have got to pull away from the busy work and the busy schedule and everybody pulling on us this way and this way. And we've got to get before God and say, God, what am I here for? God, what have you made me for? Give me that dream. Give me that purpose. Give me the vision for my life right now. Because until we do that, nothing will excite your soul until you have that moment where God, where it's like, I am living out the purpose that God has for me. 
But when you're in that place, you will wake up excited and you will go to bed excited because God is using you for the thing that He has called you to. And that is His unique purpose for your life. So we've got to dream again. And many times, if we can just slow down long enough, God will speak it to us. And many times, God has spoken it to us years before, but we just covered it up and we ignored it and we got busy with life. We just grew up, right? But all the while, God many times puts those things in our heart, even as children. We know what we're here on this earth for. And if we begin to do those things, happiness floods back into our life. And the second thing to get purpose back that will get happiness back in our life is this. We just simply have to do what John 15 told us. We have to abide again. We've got to get reconnected to the vine. We've got to spend time being connected to God. And I know it sounds so easy and it sounds so simple, but you know what? Whenever you cut something off from the vine, if you reconnect it, it doesn't get back to life immediately. It doesn't get back to producing fruit immediately. It's got to be connected day after day after day. And I am horrible at planting flowers and plants, but from what I hear, when something's dry and withered up, if you add some water to it each day, not just one time, not just two times, but several times over the course of time, that thing will come back to life and it will begin to produce fruit again. To get our purpose back in life so that we can be happy again, we just have to dream again. We have to abide again in God. We've got to stay connected to God so that we can receive from God all he has for us. But the second thing that I shared with my friends who came to me and said they just weren't happy in life, as I talked to them about the topic of pace, what I mean by that, how fast are you going through life right now? That directly impacts the happiness or the lack thereof in our lives. And I shared with them in Luke chapter 15, Excuse me, Luke 5, 15 through 16. It says, But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. This is talking about Jesus. And it says, A great multitude came to hear and to be healed of their infirmities. And this is the part I want us to see here. It says, And when he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. The thing I share with my friends is this. As I said, to maintain your pace, you've got to give yourself some space. What do I mean by that? I mean that we all need some me time, right? We all need some time just for ourselves. And the reason I know that is because Jesus, he is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And after a busy day of healing people and reaching people and setting people free, Jesus himself said, hey, I've got to have a time out here. For me to keep up this pace, I've got to step aside. I've got to have some quiet time. I've got to get before the Father so that I can receive something. And for us to maintain our space, we've got to give ourselves some space. Because if we don't have any time just for us and we're constantly giving out and we're never putting anything back in, it is a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for being tired. It's a recipe for being worn out. And it is a recipe for happiness not to be present in our life. But for us to maintain our pace and give ourselves some space, these are a few things that I shared with them. That had worked for me. I'm going to share those with you today. The first one is this. Is that you need something for you. Maybe you're like me and you love helping people. You love serving people. You love doing all these things. But you know what? Sometimes I can feel even guilty for doing something just for myself. And I shouldn't. Because even Jesus himself was like, I need a break sometime. I need to get before God and just pray. I need to go somewhere by myself and be to myself. 
But in order for us to maintain our space and give ourselves some space, you've got to have something just for you. You've got to have purpose that God has given you. It can't be just for your friend. It can't be just for your spouse. What has God given you? We've got to have something for ourselves, and that's the way God designed us. Is that we've got to have vision, and we've got to have purpose, and we have to have a plan that God has given just for us. And when we do, it brings happiness into our life. Another thing is this, is you've got to do the activities that bring you joy in life. As long as it's not crazy and illegal, do something for you. Do the activities that make you smile. Do the activities that make you laugh. For me, it's not the big things in life. It's not a big trip. My, my wife, she loves to go on trips. We didn't grow up going on trips, so it's the little things in life for me that really bring me a lot of joy. Like first thing in the morning, I'm going to Starbucks, and I'm getting a venti cold brew with two shots of espresso in it, and it's that that brings me joy, and it's that where I find Jesus in the morning. And it's like the person that hands me my coffee is an angel. And it's just a spiritual moment for me. But in that, that brings me happiness. That brings me joy. Another thing is this, is quietness. I love quietness. If anybody ever wants to buy me a gift, find some quietness, wrap it in a box, as much as you can fit in there, and hand it to me. And I will thank you forever for it. But we've got three boys, and we'll be driving in the car so much of the time, and the radio's on. And so it's like four people talking at one time, and I, I lose sight of where I'm going and what I'm doing sometimes just because, like, can we just have some quietness? That's me giving myself some space. So sometimes I'll tell them, y'all got to be quiet. Daddy's listening to the radio. And I go back to a place where I was growing up, and the windows were down, and I'm listening to some 90s country music, some Garth Brooks or something. Come on, somebody. That makes me happy, right? For all of us, it's a little something different. For me, it's a, it's a strong cup of coffee and it's some good music on the radio and a little bit of quietness. For you, it might be something else. Maybe you love to travel. Maybe you love to go just hang out with friends. Maybe you like to spend time with family. Whatever it is, know the things that energize you and the things that make you happy because you need some space. I need some space in order to keep the pace that God has for me. Because if you just work and work and work and work and you get too busy, that's what I was doing in that season that caused me to get dried up and withered up is I didn't take time just for me to fill up and to receive from God and do the things that brought me joy and happiness. Another thing that you can do is this. I call it, I heard one minister say, choose to cheat. I don't mean like cheat on a test. What I mean by that is this, is that some things in this season are important. And other things are not as important. Say no to some things. Cheat on those things right now to make time for the things that are more important. And what is always more important is this. is for you to have some time enough where you can pull away and be with God just like Jesus did. And if you find yourself struggling to have enough energy and time and all these different things to just spend time being with God, it might be time to say no to some things so that you can have some space to keep the pace that God has for you. And probably the most important things when it comes to giving ourselves space that we've got to be aware of is this. If we're going to maintain the pace and the purpose that God has called us to, we've got to get still enough to know He is God. And we've got to get quiet enough to hear from God. That is the example Jesus gave us in that moment. He was busy. He was famous. Everybody's pulling on Him. You've probably been in that place. Maybe you're in that place right now where you feel like family, Friends, coworkers, all these people are pulling on you, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I just need to get away for a moment. 
Well, it's not enough just to get away and do something mindless. We've got to take time to let God pour into us spiritually during those times. Let God speak. Let God speak. Let God put something into you in that time because that's what Jesus needed for the next day to be able to reach people and help people. And if he needed it for the next day, my gosh, I need it. And I know we all need it. We've got to get quiet before God so that we can hear God. And the third thing and probably the most important thing that really helped me in my journey back to happiness was the topic of peace. That I had to pursue peace at all costs with all people because when there is no peace in life, there is usually no happiness in life. If you don't have peace with people and peace with relationships and peace on the job and all these different things, happiness is hard to find. But this scripture in Romans 8, 6, it says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and it is in peace. And what I came to realize is this, is that happiness is connected to where I focus my time, attention, and my thoughts on. If my mind is carnally looking at just the busyness, the distractions, all these natural things all the time, and I'm never taking time to focus my mind spiritually on things, it's going to be hard for me to connect to happiness and peace. I've got to have that time where I pull away and I can be with God. And a life without peace means we're living a life where we're not taking time to connect to the vine. So let that be a trigger for you. Let that be a trigger for me that if I'm going through a moment or I'm going through a season or I'm having a day and I'm like, I can't find peace to save my life right now. Let that be a trigger to be, where have my thoughts been? Where has my time been? Where has my attention been? Maybe I need to do like Jesus did. And before the day is over, I just pull away for a minute and make some space for me and God. And during this time where I was really trying to have this journey back to happiness, I had no peace in my life. I had this person that I was interacting with on a regular basis. It didn't seem like they were a good person. I was a good person, but our personalities just did not mesh well. You ever known somebody like that? Well, you get around them, and it's just like you constantly rub you the wrong way. They stress you out. They irritate you. There's a source of frustration that seems like it won't go away. And I remember on top of being worn out, trying to keep up with the pace, on top of trying to figure out purpose for my life, it seemed like I kept on running into this issue with this person. It's like Paul talked about how there was a thorn in his flesh, and it was just there in his life for a while to distract him and get him off course. I'm like, God, is this a thorn in my flesh? What in the world is going on? And I'd wake up thinking about it, go to bed thinking about it, and it was just such a frustration, and I could not find peace. Because it was just right there. I'm dealing with it all the time with this person. And in that moment, I had a frustration. I had an irritation. And I was on Lakeland Drive driving. I'm about to make a turn. And all of a sudden, God spoke to me in that moment. I guess he realized, I've listened to you talk about this enough. It's time for you to listen. Let me give you the answer to your problem. He said, Ryan, stay out of people's fights. Another way you could say it is, stay out of other people's drama. We all got enough stuff going on in our own lives. With family, friends, work, all these different things. He was like, you need to focus on you. Now, we do need to help people, don't get me wrong. But he was like, if you're spending your time and your thought and your attention all cut up on what they did or how they did it, and we're criticizing or we're we're judging or they irritated us because they said something or they looked at us the wrong way or whatever it might be, and you're just dealing with all that, 
God was speaking to me in that moment. He's like, you need to pull back, man. Don't be so consumed with your thoughts on that, but rather quite the opposite. I want you to realize you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. You're wrestling with the spirit behind it. And you know what? You don't have a natural problem here with this person. You've got a spiritual thing that you need to take care of. So I want you to do something, Ryan. I want you to stop talking about it and start praying about it if you want to see peace come back into your life. And the Bible talks about how we've got to pray for our enemies. And whenever we do, there's a blessing that comes upon our life. And as soon as I did that, this situation changed way faster than I thought it would have. And I was so thankful. And there was a blessing that came upon my life. And it wasn't some prize. It was not some material possession. It was the thing that I wanted most. And it was peace. It brought peace back to my life, which brought happiness back into my soul. And all of a sudden, I found myself walking in God's purpose. And all of a sudden, I found myself living a pace finally that God could sustain whenever I would take time out to be with Him. And I woke up one day and realized I had peace back in my life for the first time in what felt like a long time. And along with those three things, I found happiness back in my life again. And this journey was starting to come to an end. We've always got to contend for it. But I realized that peace was such an important thing in my life. And in Hebrews 12, 14, this has been a guiding scripture for me. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And in our lives, we've got to pursue peace in three areas. We've got to pursue it with people. You can see God move in your relationships if you pursue peace with those that you're around. We've got to pursue peace with our purpose. And whenever we do that, we'll be fulfilled in what God's asking us to do and how God wants to use us. But lastly, we've got to have peace with ourselves. We've got to be able to look at ourselves in the mirror. We've got to be able to be alone with our thoughts and have peace with who we are and have peace about what God is doing in our life. And I have found the only way to have peace with myself is in my doing the things God has asked me to do in this season. And if I'm doing the things God has spoken to me in that season, I can have peace. Because I know, God, I'm doing what you're asking me to do. Nothing else really matters. If I'm doing the things the Father's asked me to do, and you're doing the things the Father's asked you to do, it's then that we can have peace with ourselves. But maybe the greatest lesson in closing, I want to share the story with you when it comes to peace that I found tripped me up so many times. And I stumbled upon this lesson in a coaching conversation with one of my sons. You see, one night, it was a Friday night, And one of my boys, he just didn't want to eat dinner. He wanted to rush and go have fun and play video games and do his thing. It's Friday night. He wants to stay up late. He hadn't eaten dinner yet. His mama wants him to eat dinner so she can sleep well at night and have peace. All the mamas know what I'm talking about. And I told him, I said, hey, look, you just need to eat a little bit and make mom happy, make me happy, be good. You go back to what you wanted to do. He said, all right. I said, you pick out whatever you want. He said, I want Cocoa Puffs. I was like, cool. So I got a red Solo cup, and I put about four spoonfuls in there. I'm like, you just need to eat something so we look good in front of your mom. But 
hey, just eat a little something. I was like, is that good? Yeah, it's good. Just take you just a few seconds to eat this. Everything's good. And all of a sudden he decided, I don't want to eat this. I want to go play. Like I'm already over this Cocoa Puffs. I want to go play. It's like, hey man, guess what? I was like, if you want to go play and enjoy your night, it's like four bites. It's a little bit, small thing. This much Cocoa Puffs. If you do that, you go enjoy yourself. Have fun. Go do that. But I need you to do this for dad. He's like, I don't want to eat those Cocoa Puffs. I was like, huh, okay, here we go. <laughs> so I said, hey, I need to teach you a lesson right now. This is a lesson I've learned. This is a lesson that will serve you well all throughout life. I told him, I said, look, you know what you're doing right now? I said, you're making a big thing out of a small thing. And I said, it's about to cost you everything that you want to do tonight. It's about to cost you your peace. It's about to cost you that late bedtime. It's about to cost you that Xbox, my friend. And so I was like, maybe you should just eat the Cocoa Puffs. It's like four bites. It's a little thing. And so he thought about it. No, I don't want to eat those Cocoa Puffs. I was like, I want you to repeat this after me. You ever have one of those dad moments with your kids? I want you to repeat this so you really get it. So I said, hey, repeat this after me. If I make a big thing out of a small thing, it could quite possibly cost me everything. So he said it. He agreed to eat his Cocoa Puffs. He had a wonderful night. But I told him, I said, that's our code word for now on. If we're at church, if we're at the grocery, if we're at the house, and I say, Cocoa Puffs. You know what it means. It means you're making a big deal out of a small deal. It's about to cost you something that you don't want in life right now. And I realized for me, when it comes to peace, so much of the time we look that we, we get a little thing like a dirty look, or they said something not just quite right, or I don't know like how they acted, or they should have done it this way. Small thing, small thing, small thing, small thing. And what we do is we make a decision and we put it all on the line. We let peace go out the window and we're like, I'm going to make a big thing out of this right now. And all of a sudden, it has ruined your day. And it has ruined my day. If we'll just take time and remember Cocoa Puffs next time (laughs) we get into a situation, every day we'll be baited to lose peace over something. And you know what? Most of the time it's a small thing. And if we will make the commitment not to make a small thing a big thing, it won't cost us anything, but it will give us something and it will give us the peace of God. And when we have the peace of God, we will be happy and we will be fulfilled and we will have peace in our life and in our family, in our relationships, in our purpose. So next time you're tempted, it might be later today, I want you to smile to yourself in that moment and just say, Cocoa Puffs. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. And I want to give an invitation right now. If you're in this place, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That is the true first step in the journey back to happiness. If you say, I've not been happy for quite some time and I'm ready for God to do that in my life, if you will, just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you in just a moment. Thank you for those hands. But also the second invitation is this. If you're here today and you say, I've not been happy for quite some time, and I just want you to count me in this prayer for God to touch my life and to do something in moments that would take me quite some time to accomplish. I'm so ready.
to be happy again in life. I believe God will do a work and touch you right where you're at. If that's you today, if you will, just raise your hand. Thank you for those hands. Got hands going up all over the place. Let's pray together. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Make all things new. Make me happy again. By your power and by your love. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Let's give it up. We had hands go up all over the place.